welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About. I will be your host for this morning, or afternoon, or evening. Uh, my name is Seb, and joining me is my young pad one, Elliot. Hello. How are you? I am wonderful. Oh. How are you? I'm not too shabby. Now, of course, we wanted to talk talk Star Wars today, because, you know... Star Wars is on our brain. We've been watching Ahsoka four episodes in. Mm. Would recommend to anyone who's watched Rebels or Clone Wars, or if you haven't watched those things, because it kind of catches you up. But um, for today, before we talk about the prequel trilogy of movies, now, depending on how long this takes, we may split this into three or just keep it as one. But um, I guess, where else could we start but with... The Phantom Menace. Yeah, I was wondering where we were going to go with it. <laughs> so was I. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, I, I like sentences where you don't know how it's going to end. You just enjoy the journey. Yeah, it's a nice surprise along the way. So we're similar age. We grew up, you know, with the prequel trilogy. The first one came out in 1999. Mm. I may have seen it at the cinema. If not, I saw it on VHS um, as a child. But grew up with these, loved them as a kid. Um, played all the games, had the Lego, all that stuff, all that jazz. Similar story for you, <laughs> nerd. Um, is it a similar story for me? Yeah. So, yeah, I was thinking about it. It's like, yeah, it it was. I mean, I didn't have a Lego. I never really got into the Star Wars Lego. Okay. And there were a lot of people who did though. Um, but no, I went to see. I think I saw all three movies at the cinema. Nice. Um, including the Phantom Menace. I think that was like one of the first films I went to see. If I remember correctly, I fell asleep. Oh, um, yeah. That's a common story um, I'm hearing for, for people our age that saw it at the cinema. Yeah, makes sense, doesn't it? Um, it's the same with the Last Jedi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So no, I I loved it. it it's funny because obviously, you know, when you start getting older you realise that a lot of people hated the Star Wars prequels mm. when they came out. And you're like, oh, but how could you? It was really good. <laughs> and then, like, we had the sequels recently. Yeah. And we're like, oh, we hate this. But all the kids are like, but no, it's amazing. We love it. So it goes to show just if you brought up with it as a child, it's like, it's like um, brainwashing. Pretty much. In a way. It's indoctrination. So you've heard it here first. Star Wars is brainwashing you. Well, I remember 2005, um, Revenge of the Sith came out, and so did Batman Begins. And um, I remember my brother saying, you know, Batman was pretty good. And I said, oh, really? And he said, yeah, it was better than Star Wars. And I was like, wow, it must be really good there, because Star Wars was amazing. And of course, you watch those two films now, and it's like, you know, one is like a vastly superior film, and the other one's Batman. No. Um, but, you know, it's we're always comparing it to... Oh, it's got flashing colours and lightsabers and music and lots of colourful characters, so it must be good, right? Um, big comparisons with this and the original trilogy. Um, I remember the old films being on TV kind of around this time, and it was also quite exciting actually watching them. Um, I don't know if we ever had them on tape. Did you? Had you seen all the original trilogy around this time? Um. So I remember my mother putting them on on the VHS for me to watch. She's like, "Oh, so this is Star Wars." I'm like, "Ah, oh, cool." So I'd seen them all before Revenge of the Sith. Okay, I know that much. 
I think I had seen them before Attack of the Clones, but not before the Phantom Menace. Yeah. So it was it was some point in between the Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith. I watched all those three, the original trilogy, but I can't remember exactly when. Okay, that's interesting then, because I guess the adults of the time were comparing this to the first three films, uh, whereas obviously this is the fresh new thing for us, so there's nothing really to compare it to. And I know a big thing of that is like, have you seen Blade Runner? The original, yes. Yeah, because I remember watching that, and I was like, this is actually quite a good film, you know. um, But the problem is, it was so influential at the time um with the you know the the world and the effects and all this other cool stuff and the story is it influenced so many other sci-fi things that if you were to go back and watch it now after watching all the modern stuff it's a bit slow and a bit dull and all that stuff whereas it was groundbreaking at the time i think that's probably the same for star wars if you grew up with the original star wars trilogy or you know you just kind of watched it as an adult it's groundbreaking it influenced cinema everything else is really cool since the same with watching the matrix and all that kind of stuff I think if you started with the prequels and then you went back to the old styles, it's possible you'd find them a bit slow and dull. Um, so that's, you know, may colour a lot of people's opinions. But did you enjoy these films when you were a kid? Yes, I oh. loved them. Yeah, it's because um, I, I enjoyed the original trilogy when I watched it. Um, but like you said, compared to like the new ones, you know, as a kid, it's just like, you know, oh, they're good. But, you know, it's not Yoda going absolutely mental against Count Dooku oh. and just destroying him and, you know, with with, it, with the ninja style moves and all this. Um, yeah. But no, I think like it's everything you want as a kid, mm. isn't it? It's it's bright. It's colorful. It's got some good humor every now and then. But most importantly, it's got some really cool lightsabers. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> and a lot of really flashy scenes. There was like kind of one lightsaber battle in A New Hope. There was one really good lightsaber battle in Empire Strikes Back. And then another one in Return of the Jedi. Whereas, you know, there's like... There's kind of two in Phantom Menace. There's like like three in Attack of Thrones. There's like five in the, in the third one. So it does escalate quickly. It's got lots of you know, strange creatures and stuff and, you know, Jar Jar Binks was I guess supposed to be the supposed to be four kids, whether or not we wanted it uh, but yeah, I mean, I enjoy these as a kid, um, looking back the Phantom Menace seems very slow and boring um, compared I mean, just compared to the other two, let alone the rest of Star Wars um, and I know Attack of the Clones gets a bad rap, but I really enjoy it, because it's, it's very dumb but it's very fun to watch as well um, I don't know if I'm in the minority there, but would you agree the best one's Revenge of the Sith? I think so. Yes, I mean my favourite for a long time was the Phantom Menace. Yes, which I am definitely in the minority. You are, for. <laughs> but for for many, I think maybe because again it was the first one that I saw, and again like as a looking at it from a like a, a child's point of view. It's got, I could argue, the best uh, music of the saga with Jewel of the Fates. Has it got the best lightsaber fight of the prequels? 
Or in the top two, at least. Yeah, that'd be... Now remembering another one. That'd be an interesting poll. What was the best yeah. lightsaber fight? Yeah. Um, and again, you got to look at this from like a kid's point of view. You've got pod racing. You do. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I... I, I love the Phantom Menace, and I don't know. I think Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith for me are very close. I think if I had to put on a film just to watch and relax to, it would be the Phantom Menace. Interesting. Because it, cause it's shorter. I don't know. I think it's a bit more fun. Is it shorter, is it? I'm sure it is. I'm pretty sure Revenge of the Sith is... Yeah, uh, quite a long film. I think, I'm sure it's like two and a half hours. I think you're probably right. I think the thing is, Phantom Menace feels longer. That's the bad thing about it. I think. If I if I had to uh, watch the negotiations at the start, though. Well, I mean, th- this is the other thing as well. Like for a kid, the opening crawl is talking about flipping tax like disputes and like, oh, and it's like, oh, why why does the kid care about this? But then you know you pepper in a few like gunfights and some starships and the pod race and some lightsabers just to keep the kids awake um i guess you know these films work for a kid if you're an adult maybe not so much but oh and um well i was right but i was also kind of like wrong it's not a lot shorter it's like four minutes isn't it in it oh really (laughs) actually attack of the clones is the longest of the prequels really yeah and yeah but not of the sequels for sequels then go it's the it's joint second for longest star wars film Ooh. yeah with the rise of skywalker I two rem- hours 23 minutes i remember that being quite long um and you really feel it because it's not a very good film um yeah i think if i had to put one of these three on to watch i wouldn't choose the phantom menace just because i'd be so bored um i feel like once it's on i'd maybe get into it but I'm kind of leaning towards Attack of the Clones. <laughs> just because Revenge of the Sith is an amazing film in comparison, but it's just so sad. And I. Mm. Or maybe I just watch the first like act and then turn it off. <laughs> this is it. Is I think, as a Star Wars film, if you're like comparing them all, Revenge of the Sith is the best prequel movie. Yeah. In my opinion. But it isn't the movie that I'd necessarily want to put on. Mm. It's like, as an example, if if we were to compare uh, the film Grown Ups with um, Schindler's, List. Schindler's List. Hey! <laughs> yeah, hey! <laughs> like, one is clearly a much better film. Yeah, and the other one has Liam Neeson in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's a good but comparison, I, actually, yeah. I, but I'm going to choose Grown Ups to watch nine times out of ten. Yeah. Because it's an easy watch. So I'm guessing that's Phantom Menace for you, Attack of the Clones for you. But the best film there is Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And I think, you know, prequel trilogy fans, they all prefer Revenge of the Sith, I think, most of them anyway. Even people that don't like the prequels say, well, actually, the one I like is Revenge of the Sith. IMDb scores Phantom Menace 6.5, Attack of the Clones 6.6. Revenge of the Sith, 7.6. So there's quite a marked difference there. Um, I also think Revenge of the Sith is the only one of the three that really goes for it. Like, Mm. there's a really good scene. Obviously, we're going to go... I think we can go to spoilers now. We've kind of 
if you haven't seen these I've films... I've already spoilers from the get-go. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah. Watch the films. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about spoilers. Let's do it. So, in Revenge of the Sith, there's a scene where um, Anakin has told Mace Windu that the Chancellor is, is a Sith Lord. And Mace Windu, <gasps> I know, right? And so he's very conflicted about this because he's like, oh, well, this guy's like my friend. He's actually like more my friend than any of the Jedi. But he's also the Sith, so he's like the bad guy. Um, and because Palpy's like, oh, you want to kill me, don't you? It's like, I really would. But no, he does the right thing. He tells Mace Windu. Mace Windu just takes the three guys who happen to be with him to like arrest him rather than doing literally anything else. Um, and then they tell Anakin to wait in the council chambers, I think it is. And some people had the theory that they were going to make him a master for turning in Palpy, I think. Um, would have been interesting if, if that did happen. So he's very conflicted because he's like, well, if they go and arrest the Chancellor, he may be my only chance of saving uh, Padme. Because he's had dreams about Padme dying in childbirth. Again, the wife he shouldn't have because you're not supposed to as a Jedi. And there's a scene where Padme's in like their flat and she's like looking out the window. He's like looking out the window. And the music's really good in that scene. You've got this really cool kind of sunset skyline. And like you see like tears kind of flowing out of Anakin's eyes. It's a really cool, powerful scene. And it's better than anything in all three films. Um, and it's just like, yeah, the other two films just don't have anything as subtle as that. Everything's like, I'm the bad guy or I'm a good guy. And it's all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I just remember that being a really cool scene. Yeah. So, let's talk about... Because you talked about music. Let's let's recap this off. Comparing, like, this whole trilogy to the other trilogies, what do you think of the music? Oh, that's a... It's a hard one, because... <clears throat> Star Wars is one of the most iconic kind of movie franchises and the music as well. It's John Williams. He's done so many good things. Um, you get Luke's theme, which kind of then becomes the main theme of Star Wars. Um, the Force theme, just like when he when Luke looks at the sunset. Um, then, interestingly, I didn't realise this when I was younger, Imperial March isn't in the first film. It's uh, introduced in Empire Strikes Back. That's, again, mm. iconic, evil music. Um, there's... There's another one in there, I think, when the it's like Han and Leia. And then I don't think there's much else mm. other than those. There's the kind of choral piece in Return of the Jedi when Luke's fighting Vader. That's like my favourite piece. It's like really good. Um, so they're all obviously standard. And then a bunch of them show up in prequels. But then, as you say, Jewel of the Fates. It's mm. very iconic. And it comes up again in 3... Does it come up in two? I don't think it comes up in two, but I think it does come up slightly in three, yeah. I think, you know, in two, when Anakin's on Tatooine and he's driving across the desert at night, I'm sure it mm. plays then. Ah, maybe it Possibly. does. Oh, is it, mm, is it your favourite piece, I'm guessing? Duel of a Fate? Yeah. I think in the whole of Star Wars, it's my second favourite piece. Ooh. But it's my favourite in the prequel. Oh, I know what your favourite is then. <laughs> All right, what's my favourite? Is then? it the Mos Eisley Cantina? <laughs> it's the Mos Eisley Cantina band. Yeah. 100%. Of 
forgot about fact, that. even in like Lego Star Wars, there's like a brick you can get so that all the music is the cantina music. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so that's what you do. So yeah. when you're like killing the younglings, you just have the uh, mm. cantina music on. That's pretty it's good. Like whack a mole. I do. Yeah, I, I so. do like in Revenge of the Sith when you've got the two big fights at the end. So Anakin mm. over on the fighting and they're playing Battle of the Heroes, which is quite good. But then it cuts to Yoda and Sidious and they're doing Duel of the Fates and they work really well mm. together. Um, oh, yeah. I think, yeah, for as bad as people may think these films are, the music's pretty good. Because you've also got, um, mm. is it Across the Stars in Attack of the Clones? Mm. Uh, which is really good kind of... And there's that scene where... I think Anakin and Pabe are about to kiss, but it abruptly like cuts out the music when they stop. It's like really funny. It's like, I wasn't expecting that. Hmm. Yeah. So, pretty good music. I think as a whole... Oh, it's difficult, because like the original Star Wars trilogy, the music's very... It's classic, isn't it? Mm. But do I prefer it to the prequel music as a whole? I don't know. Because I'm also a sucker. We'll talk about it more when we do the original trilogy. Mm. But I'm also a sucker for the uh, two editions from the uh, 1991 remaster or 94, whenever it was. When they brought in in Revenge of the Sith, they had like those two extra songs, didn't they? They had the Ewok song had changed. Oh. You mean Return of the Jedi, Um, sorry. Yeah, what did I say? I think you said Revenge of the Sith. Sith. I was like, where were the Ewoks? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Especially when I said the 1991 remaster. Oh. Um, and also, like, when you go see Jabba the Hutt <laughs> and they're doing a dance. Oh, goodness. <laughs> it be George Lucas. Oh, would it be funny if Star Wars was a musical? No, George, it wouldn't. Stop messing up your films. That was great. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Right. Character arcs over the prequel trilogy. Oh. Yeah. Where, where are they? <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, let's uh, stick into the prequel trilogy a moment let's just stick to like the the main character oh okay Anakin Skywalker great what what do we think what, what do we think of that <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that okay um, so apparently there was another kid that they were going to get play Anakin, um, and he was much better than Jake Lloyd. No offense to Jake Lloyd, um, but then for some reason they went for Jake, and he's just a bit stiff. And I feel like having him being a kid in the first one is a waste. They should have either just condensed that story down, or he should have been older, um, because then all the stuff that happens in Attack of the Clones is like, oh, okay, this should have happened in the previous film. Because then he goes from kid to whiny teenager who's kind of evil to really nice guy but then turns evil. So, like, the idea is, yeah, he's supposed to be Darth Vader. So what's a convincing way of showing us that? I don't think they handled that very well, personally. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate him in the first one because it helped us to understand his midichlorian count. (laughs) Yes. Which is vital to the whole story. I'm glad they kept that. Um, yeah. No, it's an interesting one. It's it's one of those ones where it just didn't quite... It, everything seemed to jump quite quickly. Mm. 
like, you know, for how he was acting, why would they give him so much, like, free roam to, like, all these things? Because, like I said, he's, like, a whiny teenager in the second one. And then, like, in the third one, he's a bit better, but he's, like, clearly got issues, and everyone's clearly seeing this. Um, And it's, like, oh, all of a sudden, he's just, like, actually, nah, nah, bruv, call me Darth. Yeah. Um, Which is a bit, yeah, it was a bit straight to it really i think that's one thing i kind of like always struggle with which is like it was like a quick change mm. which obviously it, it shouldn't feel like that after like two no for three it's like two and a quarter hour films yeah if if you mm. only had the one film to show this whole story i could forgive them for it being rushed but the fact you had three whole films, I just, I just feel like, you know, I've said before that if you want to watch the whole saga, you could skip Phantom Menace because I don't think you really gain much from it. And you get little bits here and there, like you get Qui-Gon. But at the end of the day, he has no impact on the rest of the saga. Like we know that um, the reason Anakin turns to dark is probably because Qui-Gon died. But you could easily mm. just give all the stuff Qui-Gon does to Obi-Wan and then do all the different stuff for that first film or just cut out entirely. But I think you've got... If you look at the first act of Revenge of the Sith, you see Obi-Wan and Anakin working together. You see how they care for each other. Anakin's not going to leave Obi-Wan there. They fight really well in sync. They've clearly been... You know, because they've been fighting the Clone Wars for a few years. They clearly know each other's moves. That then plays in later when they fight each other because they know each other so well. And it's like, that's great. The whole second film should have been that them being friends but they're not friends in the second film they're always like bitching and moaning about each other it's just so funny to watch that when it's like uh, i'm sorry in number four he says he was my best friend it's like when <laughs> i've not seen that at all you just like hate each other the entire time so that's what i would change i think you've got this main character who's he's not very likable either and maybe i mean the, the, the main character doesn't have to be likable but I think you could easily do it where he's charming, charismatic, he cares about people, but then stuff makes him question things. And you hint at that with like the Jedi being a little bit dodgy now and the war and stuff, but I just think they didn't do enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously we can digress ever so slightly to talk about the TV show, mm. The Clone Wars, because obviously like with the time they had to play with, in between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, they had seven seasons yeah. worth of an animated TV show to go and show exactly what was going on so we could see like this. So by the end of it, you all of a sudden you do feel a lot more it it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. But obviously we've had the conversation, me and you personally, many a time that they shouldn't need a seven season TV show no. for it to make sense. You should have to do homework, should you? Um No. But I think we said it when we did uh, let's talk about Star Wars TV shows definitely sort of like recommend watching it or at least they've got like the thing on disney plus they've got like the pivotal episodes yes yeah which uh i think especially if you're going to get into things like ahsoka and stuff you don't know where to start yeah. we'll go to rebels but you also do that <laughs> yeah because there's some fear i guess but it's like because i think you said the difference is rebels follows the same group so you get to know the characters whereas clone wars is quite scattershot where one episode's with anakin over another episode's with you know padme or either secure or someone but i feel like yeah the the best thing about the prequels is probably the tv shows ironically but 
at the same time, I feel like you could have redone this trilogy. The first film could have been Obi-Wan and Anakin, like Master and Padwan, train, do missions, this, that, and that. Then the second film could have been The Clone Wars, maybe. Um, and then the third film could have either been after or during, and then you see his turn. And you do that gradual turn, not like the abrupt, I'm a good guy, actually, now I'm evil. Um, and maybe you could have done those shows as well, but they feel... <sighs> It, it, when people say, "Oh, well, when you watch the 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 Clone Wars, the prequel films become better," it's like I don't think they are better. It's just you've made the overall story better because you filled in the gaps that the films mm. have. Yeah, which in a way makes them better. <laughs> mm. Oh dear. So, what other characters have we got? So we've got Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, hello there. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't really change, does he? No, he doesn't. He's still really... the same character as the first one. Well, because he is like the textbook Jedi, because it, I guess it's an interesting contrast that his master is the renegade. He does things a bit differently. He's actually trying to stick to the Force and isn't um, pressing Jedi ideology. Whereas Obi-Wan is like, no, Master Yoda said to do this, and you know, we can't have attachments, and you got to be aware of your surroundings and mind for the future. Um, and he's very textbook, whereas I don't think that's what Anakin needed, and that's why that gives some good conflict, because, again, Anakin's a bit like Qui-Gon. He wants to do things a bit differently to the Jedi. Um, but Obi-Wan, yeah, doesn't really change. He's, I think he's a good character, though. He's you know pretty decent. You see he obviously suffers. He loses his master. He loses his apprentice, turns evil. He thinks he's dead. In the show, we see he loses... Um, somebody he loves, all that stuff. But the fact he doesn't turn is quite good um, strength of character. But other than that, it doesn't really change much. No. Um, what other characters you got? So you've got Padme. Mm. Also doesn't really have much of a character arc, really. She's good in the second one. Mm. She has agency, kind of. Um, she's quite badass. She beats up that an- the animal thing um, and then they completely nerf her in the third film and she's just a pregnant sad woman <laughs> it's a bit of a shame yeah Chancellor Palpatine oh, is an interesting one the best character in the trilogy yeah and again like y- you see it again more with like when you watch a Clone Wars TV show as well but how he's basically just playing chess with himself yeah. the entire time. It's like that um, Pixar um, short with the man in the park where he's playing, literally playing against himself. Mm. So yeah, I think... <coughs> pardon me. I think, again, even though there's not much change there, I think how we handled him as a character was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because, again, I think if you've seen the original trilogy, you know exactly who he is from the get-go. Yeah, but if you haven't, you you start to like wonder. You're like, ooh, something's not quite right. But at the same time, he seems so trustworthy. At the same time, but at the same time, he's not. Yeah, he's, like, he's yeah. got a great smile. And he seems really nice. Is he called Palpatine in the original trilogy? Or was he just called the Emperor? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, I'd have to look into on. that. But yeah, because we're well, I'll need to go on. So, yeah, so we're we're introduced to him in the first one because he's. Is he the senator for Naboo, where where Padme's mm-hmm. the queen, and then he kind of manipulates her into 
of voting out the current chancellor. So he ends up becoming the chancellor. Um, and I think, yeah, it's good to have just this evil character that's just playing everyone. And he's right in the sense that, yeah, the Jedi are just so arrogant and couldn't see beyond their own the end of their nose. Um, and yeah, he just played everyone like a fiddle. Pure evil, wants to rule the universe. And he gets it because he won and he planned it really well. And it's like a competent villain. And I do love when he's just loving it as well. He's like cackling as he's like shooting lightning. It's like, yeah, this is perfect. I just want the pure evil guys shouting ultimate powers. So good. Unlimited power, sorry. Pretty okay. good. Yeah. I I I can't. Um <laughs> Yeah. I said that along with many other things. Um let me try that again. That is just one of the many examples that the prequel has given us in terms of memes. Yes. Unlimited power was one. <laughs> Hello uh, there. Hello, there's <laughs> a good one. one. This is where the fun begins. I re- we had the good, uh, that one that just blown out of like everywhere when it was just like Anakin and Padme sitting on the grass in the booth. Yes. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, what, what, how did it go? And like, you know, it's like, you know, you did switch the laundry off, didn't you? <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> you know, it's that, that type of thing. That was good. Why would you switch laundry off? That's not a good example. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I um, one of my favourite things about Attack of the Clones is when Padme's like, "I don't like this boy. I don't. I don't have romantic feelings for him." And you know, I, I'm going to tell him how I feel. And he's obviously he's a teenage boy. He's supposed to be celibate and committed to the order. So I'm not going to make things difficult for him. And she's wearing the tightest lever in front of a fireplace anyone has ever seen. And it's the most ridiculous scene ever. Like, no, we can't do this. And they're wearing the most provocative outfit you've ever seen, Anakin. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's just how they do it in Naboo. That is. Apparently. Yeah, that's, that's just what they do. Oh, dear. Um, anything else on your little list? We made a little list of things. I did make a little list. Um, we talked about... Um, action um now we talked about the lightsaber battles um mm. i think a lot of people think either the end of phantom menace or the anakin v over one in revenge of the sith are probably the best lightsaber battles in the saga um what are your thoughts mm. i would agree i think the the sequel trilogy has maybe one good lightsaber battle mm. and the lightsabers aren't even going for each other yes so you know what i mean like in the in the throne room um in the last jedi i think because I'm, I'm trying to like work my brain through them all i'm pretty sure none of them come up to like that standard no the, the original trilogy i think as <clears throat> lightsaber battles Ah, oh, not that great. But in terms of like emotional fights, I think that's where it sort of like it comes into it because every single fight has got a lot of emotion behind it. Um, I think that with the music is what carries it. So I think it's unfair because of the time it was created. Yeah. To compare it to the prequel trilogy, I think what we did was amazing. Yeah, because the but, the prequel trilogy yeah. are very flashy. You know, they they got much better technology to do it with so they're like swinging them around they're you know doing flips and stuff and you know it's very flashy it looks cool do you necessarily need it 
you know, that's up for debate. But yeah, I, I would say like, I love the ones in Revenge of the Sith because they're so cool. You know, you've got like Obi-Wan fighting Grievous who's got four lightsabers uh, and he's mm. like spinning them around and then like Yoda's fighting the Emperor. The two big guys are like fighting each other finally and you've got Anakin Obi-Wan maybe it goes on for too long. Who knows? I do love that they know each other so well and it's so quick and that the actors actually trained for months to do it. It's really impressive. That said, I still think the Cloud City fight is the best one because yes, it's not got the best choreography but they're going for each other. And it, in terms of storytelling, it's doing more than most because it's just showing you that Luke is inexperienced. He's maybe a bit emotional. Vader is very calm and collected, but he's so in control. He's basically toying with him. There's a scene where he just doesn't even move and he's just throwing stuff at him with the force and Luke's struggling to even like stop that. But then when he wants to, he like goes for him and he quickly ends the fight. Return of the Jedi is different because it's just emotional like to the max. But I'd... I'd watch those just like on their own before I'd watch any other fights. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I I prefer as a watching spectacle. I I prefer the prequel fights. I will say. And also, you got like the big battles but and think... stuff. And I know like the armies are CGI, but it's very cool seeing Wookiees fighting droids and stuff. And you know the Genosis. Mm. The other the cool thing about the prequels is even if it's good or bad, it, at least it does new stuff. Like you have that arena with the three animals and it's like, yeah, there's nothing like that really. I guess the rank oh, is yeah. similar, but yeah, like having them fight their individual monsters and then the Jedi fight the droids and it's cool. It's just new stuff. It's good action. Yeah. And of course, the news you also had the, the, the Gungans. Yep. Facing the, uh, <laughs> the droids. Yeah, that was, there's four was fights good. at the end of Phantom Menace, four different battles. So if you don't like one, there's three more. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Right, so let's go into our personal rankings then of this trilogy. So I'm pretty sure we could both guess each other's. Yeah. Um, I'm going to guess your um, Phantom Menace last. Yeah. Then Attack of the Clones, then Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I think so. I think. Phantom Menace might actually be a better film <laughs> than Attack of the Clones, but I think I prefer Clones. For you, I'm That's guessing fair. Revenge of the Sith number one, then Phantom Menace, then Attack of the Clones. That's the one. I did it in a different order than me. <laughs> that was confusing. Sorry. That's <laughs> um, yeah, alright. I forgive you. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I would, I would agree with that. I was trying, I was trying to work it out because I do love a Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> Now, obviously, what we'll do is, over the coming months, we've got many things stored that we're going to talk about, but along with, on the Star Wars side of things, we've got Ahsoka, and we'll probably do one of the original trilogy, which I've not seen in many a year, so I'll have to rewatch mm. them, and the sequel trilogy, yes. which I do not need to rewatch. watch no. <laughs> <laughs> But um, we'll give you a quick thing, it's currently... How would we rank this trilogy up against the others? Oh, and I think we're both the same here. Sandwich it in the middle. Sandwich it in the middle. Yeah. Sequel trilogy top tier. Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, because we did our ranking the eleven Star Wars films, didn't we? Yes. And it was basically the top three were just the original. Yeah. Regardless. So um, and then was wasn't number four Rogue One? Oh no. Number five was Rogue One. Number four was Revenge of the Sith. 
Yeah. So we both quite liked Rogue One, and I think a lot of people that don't like the sequels like Rogue One, and I think people that mm. don't like the prequels like Rogue One as well. Um, yeah. Because basically, I think everyone likes Rogue One. Well, well, that's the thing. I know some people don't like it, and they think it's quite undercooked. But I think Disney clearly went, well, people didn't like the prequels, so we'll just like do original trilogy stuff, and that was fine for seven. And then for Rogue One. But then after Last Jedi, people were like, no, this sucks. And then Mandalorian happened. And everyone was like, oh, actually, no, people like the prequels. So we'll just use their characters. So. Mm. There we go. So that's our thoughts on the good and bad of the prequel trilogy of Star Wars. Um, But we would like to hear your thoughts. Yes. So I'll probably put a poll on Instagram on the day of release. So if you're watching it or listening to this on day of release, uh, you know, have a little looksy, um but if you want to do that what's our instagram handle oh Seb? well they can go with the old little searchy search and look up lta.podcast yeah and while you're there you can give us a follow and send us a message as well let us know your thoughts why you hate us so yeah, much tell us um, why jar jar binks is the best character yeah we seem to avoid him somehow yeah. um but again as a kid i really like jar jar binks so it reached the right demographic yeah that's the right word but um yeah, no, not as much now. But I don't hate him. No, um, as a technical marvel, it's very impressive. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we, we could have spent a long time just talking about the whole, was he a Darth Lord? Oh, Darth Jar Jar <laughs> theory. But we'll, say, but we'll save that for another time. Mm. Um, so, yeah, or you can also, if you don't want to have an immediate reply, or one in the next year, you can email us at let's talk about twenty twenty two at hotmail dot com. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All all we'll say in the meantime is hello there. May the force be with you. <laughs>